The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I celebrate Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month with the rich tradition in pro wrestling of the Samoan dynasty. That's right, we dive into history of the Samoan dynasty to the wild Samoans, to the rock, to Roman reigns. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Yes, in honor of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, this whole hour we dedicate to the rich history of the Samoan dynasty and pro wrestling. And no better person to do that with than you, Tommy Dreamer, I know you're a walking encyclopedia when it comes to pro wrestling. And I know for myself, as a young Dave LaGreca watching pro wrestling as a kid, probably uh, the first wrestlers I saw from the Isle of Samoa and that Samoan dynasty was Afa and Sika, Tommy, the Wild Samoans, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Growing up, uh, I would always say... uh... Alpha and Sika, I was terrified of them, but when I guess I started, I don't want to say backyard wrestling, but it was backyard wrestling before backyard wrestling had a name. Me and my friend were always uh, Alpha and Sika. I was Alpha, he was Sika. We would do the vicious double headbutt. Then the guy would lay on the floor and then we would do drop the double headbutts. The Samoan drop, I've been Samoan dropped by a lot of Samoans, um, but it's a move that, it was made famous by them. And I guess everyone passes the heritage and the lineage to mm-hmm. Peter Maivia, the high chief. Um, and if you've done your homework, you know that he was pretty much the first and we get to see parts of it on the young rock, but for historians and all stuff like that, we get, uh, he was the first, he made it. And then he started calling all of his, cousins, nephews, friends, and this is how the whole lineage started. Yeah, and you know, like, we had Santos Escobar on, Bully and I, a couple weeks ago, and in that interview, I asked him about, you know, just the the rich and amazing history of Lucha Libre, and and you could say the same thing about the Samoan dynasty in pro wrestling, right? And, I mean, it goes even beyond that, because, you know, we're talking about even the Pacific Islander heritage when it comes to pro wrestling as well, and we can and we'll get into Tamina and Jimmy Snuka. 
But like that's Samoan heritage. And even today, when you look at a Roman Reigns and a Jacob Fatu, I mean, it is a very deep and rich history. Yeah, um, I know I've gone to Lance, the son of Samu, and I'll be like, "Do you, can you actually tell me the lineage? Who's who? He'd be like, no, nah, man, I can't. <laughs> the people that who are, you know, in wrestling. But if you think about it, there has been a famous member of that family probably dating back from the 70s until current today. And now there's, I want to say, the most but think of that. I mean, I don't think that's something like in any sport where that has happened and keeps on happening. I mean, we're talking, you know, football, Archie Manning, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and then it stopped. But we don't have that in any other sport. You know, we had the Ripkins for a little bit, but the father was not as famous as a player as his son. This has been top main event acts for a long, long time. Yeah, and you know, and going back to the Wild Samoans, and we'll get into Peter Maivia in a second. Like the Wild Samoans, Tommy, you know, three-time WWF Tag Team Champions. You know, in the NWA during the Territory days, they held tag team titles all over. So when you look at like how competitive and how much of an honor it was to be a top tag team back in the late seventies and early eighties. It's much different now, you know, especially in the world of the WWE uh, tag team titles don't mean nearly as much as it used to be. That was definitely not the case in the late seventies and the early eighties. No, it meant everything. That means you were the top act and they were a top act in every place they went. I've seen some of their earliest matches. Uh, I've seen them in like IWA where they were mm -hmm. coming up as baby faces and you could also, see how I want to say green or inexperienced they were, but they still were better than half uh, of the guys they were wrestling there. And, you know, also, you know, when I was training to be a wrestler, there was a lot of uh, unwritten rules in professional wrestling. And one of the unwritten rules was you never mess with the Samoans. And that was the, the lineage that often Sika as, you know, two tough, badass men, and I don't know, uh, you have heard the story. Uh, I remember seeing it on an outtake, and I never knew this about Afa. You know, Afa was wrestling the junkyard dog, and the junkyard dog went to do his headbutt, and when he put his hands on his head, he plucked Afa's eye out. And Afa's eye is hanging out after he got the headbutt, and then he goes and he makes the tag out, which your eye is hanging out of your head and you're still able to make the tag. And he puts his own eye back in, but then he says everything is blurry. He can't see. And then he realizes when he put his own eye back in his own head, his long hair was caught in his eye. Ugh. So then he had to slowly remove his long hair out oh. of the eye socket while a match is happening, ladies and gentlemen. Sweet. So let's talk. A main event match is happening. So let's talk about the toughness of that gentleman. And I love when, you know, Roman Reigns, they recently did it. Both Afa and Sika went out there. They're a big part of my child, Afa. Uh, I have a very good relationship with him. He was super duper nice always to me. 
and man, go back and watch their stuff. They could work, but think of that story that I told. Oh. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever lost an eye and when it's dangling, you put it in and then you're able to, Oh wait, I didn't put in my own eye correct enough because my own hair is uh, stuck in my eye. Oh my God. That story is that's cringe stuff, but yeah. And, and you're doing that while you're in, involved in a match. Like that just tells you the toughness and how important it was for that family in that squared circle. And, you know, we mentioned Peter Maivia as well. And Peter Maivia now getting a lot of attention, you know, with the, the new hit TV series, Young Rock. And he's referenced a lot in that series, you know, going into the WWE Hall of Fame after his death. But, like, he's another one that had the legacy. And people look at him not just as a badass in the ring, but also outside the ring as well, Tommy. Oh, yeah. He's... uh known for being tough i remember the whole and, and rock told me the story too about his grandfather uh being tattooed and mm -hmm. they did the old school tattoo with i don't know how tattoos go but it wasn't like with a regular needle it was done with different type of ink and he did so much of his body that he was almost uh i guess poisoned by the ink but yet still went out there and wrestled with all this and, and, you know, having the, the tribal means a lot to that entire family, as well as that's their, you know, it's very, very important. And it's recognized uh, as like, Hey, you're a legit high chief. You also talk about, and you see it rocks grandmother. Uh, she was running the company after uh, Peter Maivia passed away, but very, very known uh, tough person. Uh, I want to say, never lost a fight. Um, I know of a few scraps that he had, but also a lot of people say he was a super duper uh, nice guy and was a main eventer everywhere he went, uh, heel and or babyface. Yeah, and I, and I always talk about it with you, Tommy, like Polynesian uh, Pacific Championship Wrestling and, and, and all the different wrestlers that went through that territory. And you see it on Young Rock. You know, some of the major stars in the world of the WWF in the mid to late 80s, you know, a lot of those characters and personalities really shined going through that territory in the late 70s and early 80s. And I remember watching uh, World Class and mm -hmm. Samu was wrestling and uh, I spoke to him. I was like, dude, how old are you here? He was like, oh, about 18, 19 and he's wow. literally wrestling on world-class championship wrestling. There's a famous match, Ric Flair versus Samu from Hawaii. And I was like, how old are you? He's like, yeah, maybe 20. And uh, when did you debut in the WWE? Oh, that was after this happened. I think it was after Jimmy left. Uh, I worked with my dad and my uncle. I was 21. Think, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of athletes like that that are as good as that. We're, we're, we're just talking to MJF. He's been around, he's 25 years old. So, you know, 25, 24, I'm looking at myself, I'm feuding with Raven and I'm in the thrust of, of things at 21 years old, 18, 19, I'm just getting my feet wet in professional wrestling and to, to look at the level in front of the fans that Sam had to work in front of, or, you know, besides the fact that my father is one of the wild Samoans is insane with that pressure. And back then, second-generation wrestlers uh, didn't get the uh, – it was very, very hard to fill their father's shoes. But 
every Samoan seems to just keep on stepping up more and more. And it's so great that we can go back and look, and, and I always do it with the wrestling magazines I have, Tommy, 70s, 80s, 90s, into current day pro wrestling, how much of an influence they have. And listen, look, look what we're seeing right now. We'll get into it later in the hour. Right now with Roman Reigns. Without a doubt, that storyline of the Samoan dynasty is without a doubt, Tommy, the best storyline that's going on in the WWE right now and has been for months and months. And it shows you just how strong that bond is with that Samoan dynasty. Yep. And then if you go and look at the icons with Yokozuna and you had his family and like, yeah, he's on top and he is taking care of everyone. That's, you know, kind of what Roman Reigns is talking about uh, and that deep family tradition. Uh, and, and we've had numerous guests, on, you know, on the show that are Samoan. And they, they do talk about um, we had Jacob uh, on the yep. show and he's like, yeah, man, all that stuff is real. I, I, if, I wonder if we could actually piece together the lineage. Do you think you could do this, David, with me? I mean, we. you know what? Why don't we see if we can do it with the help of the Busted Open Nation? Because I want to get the Busted Open Nation involved. There's so many generations of the Samoan dynasty that we want to talk about and celebrate on this hour. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT93. Throughout the decades, throughout the changes in pro wrestling. And we're going to do that when Tommy and I continue our History of the Samoan Dynasty, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. We celebrate. We're back right here on Busted Open. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Busted Open celebrates Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Join us as we celebrate the Anoa'i family and the rich history of the Samoan dynasty in professional wrestling on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Tommy, uh, you know, obviously Yokozuna, part of the great Anoa'i family. You didn't know it at the time because they weren't putting him over as a Samoan wrestler. I think one of the great Hall of Fame moments is when Yokozuna was you know, inducted uh, by the Usos, they talked about how they were watching him on TV and are like, wait a second here. Like, gonna, you know, Jay's not a, he's not Japanese. That was, I thought that was a great moment uh, at the WWE Hall of Fame, but great wrestler, uh, a great wrestler that's still talked about today. And of course, a former champion. Correct. Uh, you know, it's funny. I know you knew this because both you and I remember when he was Kokina, Yep. And he was billed as a Samoan, but you look at what WWE did and that gimmick. Uh, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. That could not occur in today's world because wow. people would be so offended that you that that couldn't happen. Uh, during commercial break, I'm literally sitting here and I'm like, you know, if we threw this question out at the nation of who's the greatest Samoan wrestler of all time, it's going to create such a debate. There's been such a big debate recently about the greatest current pro wrestler um, mm -hmm. out there. And it, because you'll have so many people saying the rock, then you have so many people saying Roman reigns, then, you know, the older generation older than you and I would say, Peter Maivia, then you literally go Yokozuna. Okay. But then there's Rikishi. He's a hall of famer. Both Samoans uh, are, if we say, okay, well, the offense with the greatest tag team, and then you'd have people saying, um, excuse me, what about the Usos? There's so much, and these are why these lists, you cannot ever, it's who you feel. If you want to try to go statistics and all that stuff, you know, you could do it, and then it would really go to titles and how long and how many championships, all that stuff, and it would probably come down to The Rock and Roman Reigns. But it is a long, long lineage, and, and I'm sure the nation would tell us their favorite moments or their favorite wrestler, who they think and why. But it is, uh, it is something to really, really think about. And then plus you also, you know, we have to throw Jimmy Snuka in there, and he's not Samoan, but it's part of this, uh, what is the whole hashtag we're, we're, we're doing here? Is there a hashtag, Ed, that we're using for well, on social media? Like, you mean the oh. official name? It's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. That's Correct. that's a long that's a long hashtag. 
So you'd have the Jimmy Snookas, then you have Tamina. You also have, uh, don't forget about the Barbarian. You know, um, yep. there's there's a long line of, because uh, he's, Barbarian's from, Barbas from Tonga. Jimmy's from Fiji. Tamina then, you know, she was, but that's where her lineage is. Man, there's so many. Do you have a favorite, David? I, well, I don't. I, it's 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 all very, right now, very i forgot difficult. to umaga umaga is another one that had so much potential too i mean it's it's unbelievable um and there's a couple of different hashtags uh use the hashtag asian heritage month also hashtag aap are trending right now but you mentioned about yokozuna tommy i was so mad because i remember him from the awa uh and he was coquina maximus and then and i see him uh on the ww and that was i that was like crazy Dave LaGreca throwing stuff at the TV saying, <laughs> right, right. Like, what do you, like, you know, it's up to, it's up there with like, you know, the common man, dusty Rhodes, or, you know, Ron Garvin in a referee t-shirt. Like it's I, man. I was so angry at the WWF for changing this man's heritage and everything. But you know what? It look, it's looked back on completely different now. And you're right. It, that would never happen today, and quite honestly, to Dave LaGreca back in 1992, it shouldn't happen then. Think about this, and also what uh, somebody that doesn't get uh, enough mentions for greatest entrances of all time, the SST, the Samoan SWAT team, when they yes. came out to ha- yes. Halloween, that was next level, also managed by Paul Heyman yep. at one point. Uh, and then they come to the WWE, and this is the same time with Yokozuna. They're the head shrinkers, and Alpha yeah. is the manager. And not only change the name, but like think about them being these. I don't want to, you know, back wrestling will always play on stereotypes, but more characters that couldn't exist today would be a tag team like the head shrinkers because people would be like, you're offending this entire country because you're saying they're barbarians and like you know eating raw chickens and all stuff like that yeah it's just it's just knowledge and getting over ignorance uh another one that you know another wrestler that i was a big fan of back in the day was tonga kid you know you gave me that shirt big fan of uh, of the tonga kid who replaced jimmy snooko when jimmy snooko yep. left with his whole feud with roddy piper and uh another guy who was off the charts good jacob fatu's father yeah um but tonga kid man he was electric uh when he was in the wwe he really really was i mean it was almost like he didn't miss a beat because he was so good in the ring and i think he was something like 18 or 19 years old crazy very, very young. Uh, Tommy, there's a lot of fans that want to jump in on this conversation because there's also a lot of big names that we got to get to currently in the world of pro wrestling and also over the last couple of decades. But let's go out to the Busted Open Nation. Let's go to Adam in Las Vegas. What's going on, Adam? What's going on, Busted Nation world? Uh, my name is Adam Sparn, also known as Otto Von Kutch. That is O-double-T-O, baby. And I was trained by the Samoans. Uh, Rikishi WWE Hall of Famer and Reno Onawari and Gangrel in Los Angeles. And let me tell you what, you do not mess with the Samoans. That is a fact of life. Well, Rikishi, as we know, Tommy, is has a school 
is a trainer. I know one of our diehard nation members, Kevin and Callie, is currently being trained uh, by Rikishi. So, so Adam, things are working out for you, huh? Judging by your cold. Oh, hey, things are working out just fine, man. I've been just uh, tearing it up on the independent scene over here in Las Vegas now, uh, training with Simbody and doing some stuff out here on my own. And, man, it's been a lot of fun and just – Nothing but love and respect for the Samoan dynasty, for Rikishi. Uh, you guys talked about earlier about, you know, since the 70s, you know, we've had uh, someone in the Samoan dynasty in the industry. And now we got to think about all the guys that they have touched, not Samoans, but actual wrestlers that are coming up and the knowledge that they're dropping. And, you know, them to be able to take the time out of their day to teach us all this stuff that we need to know, you know, like we wouldn't know that unless we were on those battlefields. And, you know, the Samoans have been out there for so long. You know, it's just a great, uh, they're just great teachers and just such, you know, they spend so much time on just breaking down knowledge for us. And, and, you know, they don't get enough credit that they deserve. But the Samoan dynasty, you know, I think it will live forever. Oh, there's no doubt. And Adam, thank you so, and good luck to you, my friend. Uh, And thank you so much uh, for giving us a call this morning. And he brings up something that's absolutely true, Tommy, is that, this dynasty, man, it's strong, it's rooted, it's getting bigger and better, and especially with what's going on with Roman Reigns right now sitting at the, the head of the table and being the main thread on SmackDown every single Friday night, it's not going away anytime soon, thankfully. It's funny, uh, off-air, Ed talked about, you know, back in the day the Samoans didn't talk, and they had Captain Lou Albano as their... Um, advisor in a lot of territories they went they did have you know they kind of kept their silence and now you think ahead when you have roman reigns who delivers like he cannot he cuts one hell of a promo you then also have paul Heyman being the advocate adding to that act and you have you know jay and jimmy with that whole storyline where they're gonna go i love when wrestling companies talk about history and this entire I mean, this has been well over the pandemic, you know, the Roman Reigns history with his family. And, but the, the fact that they brought it such to light, there's so many different levels. You also, we have Naya that, you know, is part of all this too, that you could talk about. Um, The list goes on and on, man. And I'm sure there's more in developmental. I know Rikishi has, there's a lot of talk about Rikishi's uh, another son getting involved in wrestling who's damn good so uh it's going to be like the caller said for years and years to come since the 70s there's been a star samoan wrestler and they're just going to keep on getting bigger and better and you're right about roman during this pandemic and you know just like rocky my via back in the day the fans rejected him but then he became the rock and became one of the greatest superstars of all time we'll get into the rock after our next break. But think about Roman. For a good five-year span, the WWE tried to make him the biggest baby face in the company. The fans rejected it. Fans didn't want to see it. But now we're getting a different Roman Reigns. And, and this is after you know his fight with cancer. You thought he was going to come back as the biggest baby face ever in this company. And now he's one of the greatest heels over the last two decades in the WWE. And now we're getting that Roman Reigns I think a lot of fans wanted to see over the last six or seven years. Hell yeah. And, you know, forever, don't think it's going to happen unless it's going to happen next year. And Dallas would be Roman versus The Rock, but it's something that fans will talk about it forever. Again, don't think it's going to happen. 
I'm also going through my brain, my Rolodex of wrestling, Haku, and then plus his two sons and their involvement in New Japan uh, being top talents. The list goes on and on. Also, you know, the, the generation of badasses. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films... To talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. I mean, The Rock. I mean, he is the biggest box office star currently in the world. I mean, it's The Rock. Everybody knows the name The Rock, whether they were a pro wrestling fan or not. And that's, I mean, as far as recognition, and I never thought there'd be somebody that would supersede Hulk Hogan, but we, I think we found that in The Rock, Tommy. He's exactly what you said. He's, you know, number one on Forbes for actors. The guy will probably be our president. I, we said this jokingly. I believe that the Rock TV show was uh, kind of like a litmus test to see if this could actually work. Um, Rock does and achieves all goals. He's a very, very inspiring person. His and his story and exactly like the humble beginnings. You've all heard about it. You've all seen it. It's all real. And, you know, that's why uh, I would say the American dream, you can literally become anything you want to be through hard work. And when he failed at football, and I always say it's about the journey. He wanted to be a football player, football, 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 fails at it. Can't make it. Well, I'm going to be a wrestler. And if you think about it, didn't really succeed at first to be a wrestler, even with the connection that he had with his, who his father was, who his grandfather was. And then just, he put it all on the line, said, let me do this. Let it, let me see. If not cut bait with me. And thankfully uh, it paid off for the wrestling fans. And thankfully it paid off for the world because he's been entertaining us from the ring and then to his movies and think of every movie that he's been a part of just popped where, you know, the Scorpion King, I was like his first step into it. And then it was just like, Oh, here you go. He had a hit. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And like you said, Peter, my via didn't work. The fans rejected it. The fans booed him like they do, like they did for Roman Reigns. And then the attitude era, you know, he's one of the top him and stone cold. I mean, their epic battles, again, that big fight that ended, you know, the last match in Stone Cold's career at WrestleMania 19, where The Rock finally got the victory over Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, man, from his promos, what he was able to do in the ring, The Rock. And, you know, you think even if that moment, man, the stare down with Hogan at WrestleMania, you know, Bully talks about it, that crowd. And those are the guys that you bring up. Think about WrestleMania 30 and in that ring, you know, with Hogan, The Rock, and Stone Cold to start WrestleMania 30, the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling, the history of the WWE. The Rock's there, man. And a lot of people have The Rock on their Mount Rushmore, too. He's he's a star. Uh, I'm a big fan still to this day of tape review. I feel it's a lost art. 
especially if you're a professional wrestler. And I'm not talking about watching current wrestling because I do that as well, but it's Mm -hmm. also about watching guys who made it. You watch Steve Austin. I will never forget how Paul Heyman literally thought a wrestler had it because of how hard they ran the ropes. And I saw it too, but I didn't see it because of that. And he was like, I haven't seen a person run the ropes like that since Steve Austin. And that wrestler was Mr. Kennedy, Ken Anderson. And he had a very, very good career, but that was just something that hit him. When you look at the rock and you look at matches that he had, I was in attendance uh, for that WrestleMania and it was just, and, and bully will talk about it. Mark Henry will talk about it, but you know, that iconic moment, this iconic match, what is everyone talking about? Two guys literally standing in the ring, staring at each other. And the crowd is rumbling, yeah. and that's two guys literally doing nothing. We have fans today calling in about Karrion Cross and Finn Balor, which was a hell of a main event. Don't know how this guy isn't connecting with me, but uh, they had a brutal physical match, and their, their stare down in the beginning was great, but it's not iconic because of, again, the time we've invested in The Rock and Hulk Hogan. But that match was just off the charts. And it was everything that you wanted in a professional wrestling match. And then you also look at The Rock, how he went out. And Vince McMahon said it. And Vince McMahon is the boss. But Vince, you know, thank you, Rock, for going out on your sword. He died on his sword because yep. he tore his, I mean, risked his entire movie career. Probably was shooting a movie during and had a, you know, messed up. What do you have? Messed up his hernia or something yeah, like th- that. And very early in that match, too, Tommy. And continue and he had to, finish to that. Oh. wrestle. Yeah, you're in that spot. He could have literally have just ended the match. He's the Rock. Yeah, but it was the main event. Like I said, I don't know if we'll ever see a Roman Reigns versus Rock. I hope we get to do, but then also don't know if the fans would be interested. And I know this will create controversy, but hey, I stand by my words. I don't know if the wrestling fans would want to see a Rome, a heel Roman Reigns versus a heel, a baby face rock. Rock is older. Rock has been out of wrestling for a while. I think as a draw, I want to see it, but I don't know if fans, because if rock goes over, how does that help Roman Reigns? And why does rock need to lose? This is interesting because it's, and it's a great question for the nation. Is this a match that you want to see? Because on paper, you're, Absolutely want to see it, right? Makes complete sense. But if WrestleMania was one match, that would be the one match. Yeah. But it's but it's now that we just got finished with WrestleMania 37. Next year in Dallas is WrestleMania 38. So that means WrestleMania 39 in LA. That's where you would probably predict that this match would happen, right? In LA, WrestleMania 39. That's 10 years removed from the last time The Rock was in the ring at WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium against John Cena. That's a full decade, Tommy. Now, can it be done? I'm sure it can be done, but are you getting The Rock at his best? Is that what The Rock is going to want to see as his lasting legacy in that match? Because, man, him being injured early in that match with John Cena, I actually, the, the match that Cena and Rock had at WrestleMania 28 was off the charts. It was off the charts. So, I mean, I think that's a good question for the nation. 877 344 4893. 877 
Fight 93, a decade removed from the last time in the ring. Is that a match you want to see, Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? It's a good question, Tommy. If you wait two years, Rock is 51 going on 52. Roman Reigns, I don't know how old he is. You know, we're thinking about going back to touring, uh, a live schedule. There's, It never was before, but again, we're smarter wrestling fans. Um, you'll get the reaction of a part-timer versus a full-timer. All you need is somebody to say that word right then and there, and then it shifts. Yeah. You know, hey, Rock, well, where have you been? Where were you during this pandemic? There's so many different places you can go with it. But again, when you say, I go to Dallas because Dallas is, oh, wait, no, they have that new stadium over there. What is it, SoFi? I don't know who's is bigger. I think Dallas. But I try to get this match in because you don't know where you're going to be in two years as opposed to you don't know where you're going to be in a year. But I try to get this match in. Rock would be 50. And, you know, it's... He'd have to train his it's ass doable. off to get back in the ring. It's doable. Think about what he did going into WrestleMania 28. He he trained for months to get ready for that match. Uh, but I'm I was doing busted open with Doug Morgan at that time, and CM Punk was your champion, and I was screaming and yelling about man, I I don't want The Rock to come back. You know, I, I I want Punk. I mean, Punk's the guy. Now we're going into a future with CM Punk. We're turning the page from the veteran and going into a new era of the WWE. Doug Mortman fought. He's like, it's The Rock. You bring back The Rock. You put a title belt on The Rock. You do whatever you can to bring back The Rock. But here we are now. They're trying to turn the page now and go into a new generation of superstars in the WWE. Do you go back in time and bring back The Rock? But again... For the storyline that's being told, and Roman Reigns sitting at the head of the table, this is custom made for a match with The Rock. I, I ask you this, and I ask you this 100% business-wise. I literally had this conversation. My daughter showed me something with Elton John, and a current artist did uh, like a song together maybe two years ago. And I literally said to myself, what makes Elton John say I want to do a song with somebody? Is there a price tag? Is it, oh, I have to personally like you? What would literally, what price tag would the WWE have to go to and say, hey, Rock, we want you to main event uh, at WrestleMania in front of the largest crowd ever, um, and you have to put over Roman Reigns because he's the new guy. What, what would motivate Rock to want to risk doing that. Like what I, I, it, it's literally a financial number unless like, I, you know what Roman means the know. world to me. There isn't. I don't know. I, there I, isn't. I, yeah, because, because, but this is, as you're telling that story about Elton John, right, Tommy, mm -hmm. Elton John probably wants to do it because he wants to connect with a newer generation of fans. Hey, you know what? I got, I got the over 50 crowd. But now I want to kind of connect with the younger crowd that may not know who I am and may not know my music. And now maybe they'll discover me because I'm connecting with the younger crowd. I think the rock doesn't need would money. Do doesn't need the money. Rock doesn't need the money. I mean, no, that's what the, I'm saying. Like, yeah. and you're saying connect with the younger crowd. Oh yeah. He had that lovely um, movie Moana. That's the youngest crowd ever. Yeah. But the so for Roman. what does he, what would motivate him to get, I don't want to say this like as a dick. 
what would motivate me to get out of bed and do it? For family, for the Samoan dynasty. When, when Roman Reigns won the Rumble, the Rock, Roman was getting booed. The Rock came into the ring with Roman and raised his arm up, and he still got booed. That but was imagine- different. There was, also, there was also, he wasn't the number one person at that time, and there was also movie promotion involved. True. But, but Tommy, you're going to have... Was awkward. It was awkward. It was awkward. It was very awkward, and you could tell by The Rock's face he was, it was a mix of disappointment and shock by the crowd reaction. Okay, but, so then uh, I get you with this, Dave. What would, okay, well, I have to endorse him. Wait, I have, and this is, this sounds weird. So I have to lose to help endorse him? I don't think there's enough money on the planet to make Rock do that. If Rock does it like he, I mean, Rock loves the business, but hey, Rock, remember the last time you wrestled, you had to have surgery? Do you want to risk that? Dave, trust me, man. I there are days, and I've never experienced this. I I started experiencing this through COVID, where I'm like, uh, I I've turned down more money just because eh, I don't really need it, and I don't want to go out and like do certain things. And these are for like small indies where it's like guaranteed easy money, and it's just like, nah, I, I'm good. I like staying at home. I told you this before. I I nobody needs to leave their house anymore. No, you do it because you want to, but that could but, change over time. You're looking at next year's WrestleMania, hundred thousand fans. That's so of, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, then I, it's, then it's to your ego. Well, you'll draw the largest house. Okay. Then I need to win. Then that, and then as the business person, we're, ha- I, I'm just, listen, I don't know this, but I, we're hearing through all these documentaries, HBK, uh, was a fabulous one. So wait, I had to. I have to lose to Bret Hart. Well, I'm the best in the world, and you're coming to me to help draw this crowd with this guy. Because I look at your roster. Who do you have? What is that price tag? I mean, think about that, Dave. Yeah. It's when a, it's you're dealing a with heavy, family. Heavy... It might be different though when you're dealing with family, don't you think? Though Tommy, I know I do it because I'm crazy and, and love pro wrestling. Oh, you want me to make the, be in the main event of WrestleMania? Sure, Vince, no problem. Vince, I'm 50 by, I'm 50 years old, 51. You're going to push me? Sure. I'm much different category than The Rock. But I'm telling you, like, I've, you look at how many players have retired uh, because of, like, for football, like, or, or baseball. Daniel Murphy was just like, man, I've been on the road my entire life and he was like had a contract he was like i just don't want to you know do this anymore i realize staying home is is cool and i miss so much rock's always working so besides all the stuff that he wants to do he then has to go out there and train to wrestle because it is hard if rock wanted to run for president of the united states i would go the route of well i have i'll have a large audience to look at me I will lose, and then I will put oh, cut the ba- biggest pro wrestling promo ever and announce that I'm running for president. And no one will remember Roman Reigns wins, and everyone remembers yeah. Rock just announced that he's running for president. There you go, Vince. I just booked your WrestleMania. That's the only thing that motivates him to get out of bed. I mean, if they did have a Roman-Rock match at WrestleMania, you have to have Roman go over on the rock. 
Like, there's Correct. no other. Yeah, there's no way The Rock can win that match, right? No way. Dave, we're the number one show on Sirius, right? Yes. Okay, Howard Stern's going to come in and uh, replace you on Busted Open. We're going to talk on um, Busted Open, me and Howard Stern. How would you feel about that? I would be heartbroken. Crushed. There you go. Not not refiring you. Just say, eh, for the biggest show ever, we're going to replace you, uh, and he's going to talk with me, Bully, and Mark for a full week because it's it's Sirius XM week. It's Sirius XM WrestleMania. Think of that. What's going to motivate you? At that point, probably financial gain. <laughs> there you go. Okay, but you have enough money to live the life for the rest of your life. What does it matter? For the history, for, for the Samoan history in the business, it's the biggest match in the history of wrestling. Sadly, a lot of our generation won't have on the, their Mount Rushmore, but there will be a bunch of kids who will be on their Mount Rushmore of uh, the Rock will be on everyone's Mount Rushmore as opposed to Roman Reigns. But there will be a generation of wrestling fans that will have Roman Reigns as their uh, Mount Rushmore. But then if you're, again, ego, and this is an ego-driven business, well, whoever's going to win this is going to be the greatest Samoan wrestler of all time. Oh, wait, so then it has to be The Rock. No, well, we need Roman Reigns because he's still here and you're not. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Nike, Walmart, and Zappos. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you can get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.